If scary, spooky things satisfy you, such as black cats, bats in the belfry, witches and wizards, then today's show is right up your alley. We've got ghosts, ghouls, and goblins galore. Trick or treat! You're in for a truly tantalizing treat on the Halloween episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Everybody and welcome to FYI for your English, the show where we learn about all different topics. Every week we choose a new topic and we delve into it. And I thought this week, what would be more appropriate than Halloween? That's right. Happy Halloween, everyone. There's the American in me coming out. I love Halloween like any American. But as we'll find out later in the show, it's not an American tradition. We just stole it, like many other things. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We borrowed it. Lo hemos tomado prestado. Remember, to lend is prestar, and to borrow, tomar prestado. So we'll get into the roots, the foundation, and all that fun stuff a little bit later on in the show. But as always, I want to take a look at the intro. I always like to sprinkle the intro with fun words that you guys may or may not know. So if you know them, great. As I always tell my students, it's a review. And if you didn't know these words, well, you've got some more words for your arsenal. I said, if scary, spooky things satisfy you, scary Spooky things. I know you know the word scary from the movie Scary Movie. The only problem is a lot of my students mix up the word scared with scary. Remember, if something causes fear, it causes you to be afraid. It's scary. The result is scared. So remember, Scary Movie is a scary movie. And when I see it, I get scared. Believe me, it's not a mistake you want to make. I once had a student tell me, Alberto, I'm scary. Doy miedo. And I said, well, I don't know about you, but your English is pretty scary. <laughs> oh, guys, I've got plenty of jokes for you today on the Halloween episode. Then going with my double alliteration that you know I love so much, I said the word spooky. And spooky is espeluznante, algo que da mucho miedo. I love this word, spooky. You might recognize this from the Adams Family song. That's a family that celebrated Halloween every single day of the year. You guys do the snaps. To snap is chasquear los dedos, I think. So it goes like this. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. So creepy, quedan repelús. And kooky is crazy, mysterious and spooky. There's that word we were looking at. So if you've heard the Adams Family theme song, then you know the word spooky. Now this next word they made up. But I guess they took a little poetic license here. And you know what? It kind of makes sense. They say... They're all together, ooky, the Adams family. Do 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 do. Did you snap? I hope you snapped with me. Ooky, I think they mean kind of like icky or ew, yucky, but uh, they needed something that rhymed with kooky and spooky, so they went with 
ooky. Wow, how many adjectives have we learned already? And we're just getting started. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but there was triple alliteration in the first sentence. If scary, spooky things satisfy you, satisfacer, something that satisfies you is satisfying such as black cats. Now, we talked about cats in our last, no, not the last episode, two episodes ago with Suzanne, we talked about cats. And poor black cats, they get such a bad rap. That means that they get uh, a bad reputation, if you will. But we all know that black cats are not some mean creatures. They're great animals. And in fact, if you're thinking about adopting a black cat is an option. I think black cats are cool. But nonetheless, no obstante, they are a symbol of Halloween. And this is because priests, curas, used to use cats as part of a ritual, ritual, to try and predict the future. Predecir el futuro. To predict the future. Kind of like a fortune teller. A fortune teller is someone who reads your palms or perhaps has a crystal ball and they tell you your fortune. They tell you your future. Then I said bats in the belfry. More alliteration. To have bats in the belfry is estar como una cabra. Estar loquísimo. And literally it means que tienes murciélagos, bats, in the belfry. Now the belfry is a bell tower of a church or some kind of institution. So literally, it's murciélagos en el campanario. But if you have bats in the belfry, it means you are nuts. You're cuckoo. You're batty. Eso es. Otra forma de decir loco es batty. Think about it. When bats flap around, they're all over the place. They don't seem like they're under control. Maybe they are. So if you're nuts, you're batty, or you have bats in the belfry. Then I talked about witches and wizards, right? Witch is bruja, and a wizard es un mago. And then I said, this show is right up your alley. If something is right up your alley, it's exactly what you like. It's exactly what entertains you. It's what you were hoping for. So a perfect example, you know many of you, I'm an av geek and aviation lover. So people send me videos of planes and they say, Alberto, this video is right up your alley. Es justo lo que te gusta a ti. The word alley is callejón. Hmm, I didn't do that on purpose. Black cats, alleys, ooh, maybe this show has a supernatural element. Maybe this show is haunted. Encantado. Now remember, don't say haunted when you meet somebody. Ese encantado is nice to meet you. Imagine that. Hi, haunted. <laughs> then some more alliteration. We've got ghosts, ghouls, and goblins galore. So a ghost is un fantasma. We do use the word phantom with a PH, but we tend to use the word ghost. So I said ghosts, ghouls, a ghoul is like a demon kind of thing, uh, espíritu maligno, right? A mythical demon, a ghoul. And then I said goblin, another thing we associate with Halloween, goblin. The word is duende in Spanish. Then you heard my doorbell ring, 
ding dong. That's a doorbell. Sometimes you can knock on people's door. Or if you live in an apartment building, you buzz the buzzer, el telefonillo. Good vocabulary to know if you're going to go trick-or-treating this year. Now, due to the current situation, I don't know too many people who are going to go trick-or-treating this year. And honestly, I'm pretty sad about that. And the last line of the intro, I said, you are in for. This means te espera. You are in for a truly tantalizing treat. A treat, in este caso, es sorpresa. I did that one on purpose. And the word tantalizing is seductor, tentador, prometedor in Spanish. And if you were paying attention, there's triple alliteration there. You're in for, te espera, a truly tantalizing treat on the Halloween episode of FYI. Let's look at the background of Halloween. Where did Halloween come from? As I said in the beginning of the show, the Americans mastered it. Lo hemos dominado. In fact, I remember reading that in the United States, it is the second holiday where we spend the most money, Christmas being the first. So do we take Halloween seriously? You can bet your bottom dollar. Pues claro que sí. But we want to go back further. We want to go back to the roots, as we always do on the show. It can be traced back to the ancient Celtic festival of Saun. Now, this is really weird because it's Samhain, if you see it written, but it's pronounced Saun. Well, at least that's what I found on the internet. But this was a Celtic festival, and the word Saun means literally summer's end, final de verano, which makes sense because it is, or was, I should say, an end-of-harvest festival, fin de la cosecha. It marked the end of the harvest season. And supposedly, this was a time when the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. So if spirits were going to go from the real world to the afterlife or back or forth, this was a day where they could do it. Or at least it was easier for them. So of course, dead spirits were thinking, wait, I've got one day, one window where I can get back and visit my family and see my friends and, well, maybe make up for lost time, recuperar el tiempo perdido or to right my wrongs, amendar lo, lo malo que hice. So, sure, spirits saw this, and they, they had a field day. A field day is todo vale. Un fieston. Carta blanca, perhaps. And they said, you know, the spirits, they got together, and they said, this is our chance. Esta es nuestra oportunidad. And they tried to come back to Earth. So, people, what they would do to uh, ward off, the word we use is to ward off, spirits, and more specifically, evil spirits, they would light bonfires, bonfires, hogueras. And in the bonus part of today's show, I'll tell you where that word comes from, the word bonfire. It's got a very eerie origin. Eerie es que da miedo. There's another good Halloween word. So yeah, they would light bonfires and they would wear costumes. A costume es un disfraz. And they would ward off the evil spirits. So, sound. The Celtics had been celebrating something similar to Halloween for thousands of years. But the Christians were looking on and they said, Hey, wait a second. 
We want to get in on the action. Nosotros queremos también algo de esto. This is pretty interesting here. So in the 8th century, in an effort to spread Christianity and its holidays, remember, in the end, it's public relations. You've got to spread the word. Difundir la palabra. So Pope Gregory III, el Papa Gregorio III, he decreed November 1st as All Saints Day. And, well, he incorporated some of the rituals from sound. Another name for All Saints Day was All Hallows. And the word hallowed means sagrado. See, it's all starting to come together. And the night before All Hallows was All Hallows Eve. All Halloween, Hallows Eve, Halloween. Wait a second. And that developed into what we call now Halloween. Now, when we see the word Eve, is la noche de. So, for example, Christmas Eve, noche buena. New Year's Eve, noche vieja. And so on and so forth. If you want to see the word hallowed in context, you could see it in a song by Iron Maiden called Hallowed Be Thy Name. And we're going to look at that a little bit later on in the show, too. How a lot of bands, music, and popular culture in general borrowed from Halloween. So let's talk about some of the traditions that we have today. Traditions that we don't even realize in many cases, or at least I didn't before I researched this, where these traditions come from. We just do them because, well, our parents did them and our grandparents did them. But there's usually an explanation behind it. And it wouldn't be Halloween without a jack-o'-lantern. Do you know what this is? A jack-o'-lantern. I know what you're thinking. It's a pumpkin. Well, not really. It's a pumpkin until you carve it, and then it becomes a jack-o'-lantern. So why do we call it a jack-o'-lantern? Well, this comes from an Irish legend. The legend of Stingy Jack. This is a good word to know. Stingy. Tacaño. Jack el Tacaño. And this guy, Stingy Jack, supposedly tricked the devil. Engañó al demonio. Le hizo trampa. He tricked him. The devil is demonio. Remember, devil, demonio, evil, malvado. I've heard people mix those two up. Remember this sentence. The devil is evil. Even though the spelling is similar, I should say the same, except for the D, they're not pronounced the same. This is English, guys. So after Stingy Jack passed away or kicked the bucket, estiró la pata, the devil made him roam around at night. To roam es deambular. And the only thing he had was burning coal. Coal es carbón to light his way, iluminarle el camino. So Jack put this piece of coal in a carved out turnip. A turnip es un nabo. Why did they choose a turnip? Well, that was a common vegetable there. Makes sense. And this became known as Jack of the Lantern. So we call it Jack O Lantern, but it originally was Jack of the Lantern. So Irish and Scottish people would carve their own versions of jack-o'-lantern faces. And as you know, they're usually scary faces, and they put them near the windows and doors to ward off evil spirits or to scare them away. So when did it cross the Atlantic? When did it land in the United States? 
Well, these traditions traveled to the United States along with the immigrants that came along from Ireland. Irish immigrants fled their country. To flee is to leave, to run away. And in the past tense, it's fled. So they fled their country in the 1840s due to the potato famine. A famine is hambruna. And when they packed their suitcases, you know what they put in there? Their Halloween traditions. And this was in the 1840s. And, well, by the 1920s, the holiday was just on the up and up. Subiendo y subiendo más, se podría decir. At least in the United States. And while we're at it, let's take a look at some other traditions. Now, we said the trick part, hacer trucos o trampas, being a prankster. A prankster is somebody who's always pulling pranks on people. That's that part of Halloween, too. It's not just about dressing up and all of this stuff, but there's always that element of pranksters, of vandals, even. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on. But I wanted to stop on dressing up. To dress up is vestirse. O vestirse más formal o vestirse con disfraz. Todo va a depender del contexto. So I'll give you all three in context. I've got to dress up. In this case, I would probably just say dress. I've got to get dressed. That's the best one, vestirse. I've got to get dressed because we're going to go out. The next one is I'm going to dress up for the wedding. Now this is vestirse más formal. And the Halloween version, disfrazarse, I'm going to dress up as a sexy nurse. Yeah, that's right, guys. I'm going to dress up as a sexy nurse this year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to use to dress up as, disfrazarse de. Y un disfraz is your costume. So why do we dress up? Why are we doing this? Well, to ward off evil spirits. The same as sound. And kids... We're going door to door as they do today. We go door to door, de puerta a puerta, like little beggars. A beggar is somebody who begs for change or begs for something. Makes sense. Now, in our case, we beg for candy. We beg for treats. And treats are anything yummy, anything special. A treat is a surprise. And the dressing up was much like the jack-o'-lanterns. It was to ward off these evil spirits, as I said. So people would wear masks. So people would wear masks and hope that they would scare away these evil spirits. That's where the masks and the costumes came from. So all the scary stuff is really to scare away bad people and bad stuff. So that, does that make Halloween a positive holiday? A non-scary holiday? Hmm, I don't know. So where did the treats come from then? The candy and the goodies that you leave on your doorstep or that people come and get? This was also for the spirits. Guys, we dedicated a lot of time and energy to things and entities that we couldn't even see. But we wanted to keep those spirits happy. The good ones, though, not the bad ones. We wanted to scare the bad ones away. The good ones, well, we wanted to tempt them. We wanted to bring them in, such as our family members. So we would leave goodies for them. That's where the candy comes from. Although back then it was wine and other things from the harvest. Remember, the original holiday celebrates the harvest. So it's all about repelling evil spirits. So then, can somebody explain something to me here? Where does the sexy nurse come into it? When did costumes, every costume had to have like a sexy element to it? 
I don't know. <laughs> I remember it used to just be scary, and now it's scary and sexy. I can't keep up. No sigo el ritmo. In the bonus part of today's show, we're going to talk about a place where trick-or-treating was banned. Yeah, can you believe that? Prohibido? Trick-or-treating? It's absurd. All right, well, let's look at Halloween in pop culture. We already said the Adams Family, and we learned some really good adjectives from the theme song. But also another one comes to mind. Halloween, the movie Halloween with Michael Myers. Yeah, I know. I know you just crapped your pants. <laughs> I hope you didn't. <laughs> if not, pause the podcast, go change your underwear and come back. So this is, without a doubt, one of the top horror films. But there are so many horror films or slasher films. Slasher is de alguien que mata. We normally don't say terror, but you say películas de terror. Although the word terror is used, we normally describe the genre as horror films or horror flicks. I think also of Freddy Krueger, but Jason and Freddy, well, they, they ended up making movies together, Jason and Freddy. But this cult classic Halloween from 1978, man, you recognize it just with that one image, with that mask, that famous mask that Michael Myers wore to wear es llevar puesto. The past tense is war. And we're going to find out a very interesting story about that mask in the bonus part of today's show. We'll also look at why the colors orange and black are used at Halloween time. And I'll share my memories with you of Halloween in the United States. We'll look at traditions and all kinds of funny anecdotes from when I was a kid. If you want access to the bonus part of the show, become a Patreon subscriber. You can join us at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso and find out about all the interesting options. For as little as 10 cents a day, you can have access to the bonus audio. For just a little more, you can have worksheets and PDFs with all the vocabulary in each podcast. And I'll tell you something, it's usually over 350 words per episode. If you're not sure, you're on the fence, as we say, indeciso, let me know. I'll send you a sample and see what you think. Remember, if you want to join us or find out more, it's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. That said, I want to send a shout out to all my patrons. Hello to my super duper students, John, Jose Maria, Carolina, Eva, Mila, Desiree, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Loles. And my interstellar students, Pilar, Carmen, and Diana. Thank you so much to all of you guys for making this possible. As I said, if you like the show and you want to support the work I do, you can find out more. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. Join our community. It's growing every single day. Thank you, thank you, thank you again to all my patrons for making this possible. And that ends the first part of today's show. But instead of going out with our usual jingle today, I think we're going to sing The Monster Mash. This is a classic Halloween song. If you have not heard it, add it to your Halloween playlist. The Monster Mash. It's a song by Bobby Boris Pickett, and it reached number one back in 1962, just before Halloween. And it was back on the charts in 1973, but that was in August. Wow, that's weird. A Halloween song, famous in August. 
we're gonna sing this song together right now. So I hope you guys sing along with me. It's the Monster Mash. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from its slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the monster. Thank you so much for being here, everybody, on this episode of It. <laughs> Why? Uh, <laughs> he did the monster.